Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card. You can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Welcome into the Oldest Morning After Show with me, Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Following Ole Miss's win over Georgia Tech, it looked like a beatdown, 48-23. Not quite. Uh, Ole Miss jumped out to a 24-3 lead after a 10-3 lead at halftime. And then Georgia Tech battles back. It makes it a one-score game. Ole Miss extends it back out. At the end of the day, Ole Miss is 3-0. and And that's exactly where Ole Miss wanted to be. Brad heading into Alabama. What are your initial impressions following Ole Miss's latest win for the 2023 season? Yeah, I mean, I thought we kind of controlled the game, you know, for, for the most part. If you look at that, that Georgia Tech team's a little bit better than last year's for sure. The, the, the new quarterback from Texas and the King guy, I think, is in Hayes King. Um, they what not a bad quarterback, honestly. Really, really wasn't a bad quarterback. Um, you know, but but all in all, our, our athletes. I mean, we out athlete and what, what I am concerned about though, just in Washington, man. Like the defense was. I mean, there's some big plays. There's a lot of big plays. I got the freaking Wesley McGriff vibes. <laughs> I got the Wesley McGriff vibes on some of those, man. Some wide open receivers, some inside zones that are just. I mean, dude, we can't. It's third and twelve. You know, I hate to be negative to start this out because it was a, you know, it was a good win. You know, almost at a point now to where we're, we're not really that happy with twenty five point wins or whatever it was. Hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's, I mean, we, we would have taken that, you know, the years ago, you know, re- really easily. But I just think if it, I'm just concerned about what's coming. You know what I mean? Like the the defenses, um, you know, they're, they're really bend. They were breaking some, but um. Yeah, there, there's just some scary stuff on defense today. There's no doubt that the defense isn't really necessarily where they want to be after three weeks, but it's not like it's been an outright disaster. I think the biggest issue is pretty glaring, and that's at the second level. They just don't have a lot of next-level talent at linebacker. And yeah. we need to go ahead and get it out of the way. Behind me, I put up a makeshift sign right before we sat down to record. Free Sonny P., he was a five-star-plus prospect on on three, one of the very rare five-star-plus prospects. And last week, I mean, he led Ole Miss in tackles against Mercer. Last week, it was discipline. That's why he didn't play. Come to find out that 
Um, he got relegated to special teams because of something that happened a couple of days before the game. Okay, that's fine. He's out there in the very first series um, tonight against Georgia Tech as we're recording this on the Saturday night after Ole Miss wins. Yeah. And he pops. He pops immediately after, for a while there, not much of anything popping at the second level. And it's no disrespect to Jeremiah Jean Baptiste and Monty Montgomery and Ashanti Sistrunk and Reggie Hughes, but there's a difference in athleticism, dynamicism, if that's a word. There's a difference when Sonny P is in the game at linebacker. And I know there's going to be mistakes. I hate the way they're playing them. I watched them all game. I hate it. A tight, from him being that little tight on the edge like that, he's still explosive enough to make some plays, but I hate the way they're using him. I, I want him standing up in the middle. Um, I want him to be there to use his athleticism side to side. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not not questioning the coaching, but, but I mean, the dude the dude's barely 215. I mean, how is he going to line up on the edge? He's still still good enough to make some plays, but he's just too tight. He, he He's too tight. He's not able to, to use his range and athleticism, just watched him all game. He still made some great plays, but, dude, I, I want him standing up in the middle, um, somewhere in the middle. I, I think that's where he's more suited, just looking at his speed and stuff. But um, I hate the way they're using him. I know that that's Pete's defense, but I think that – you know, he needs to be a little bit bigger to play out there, um, you know, to be really effective. They're kind of pigeonholing him to where he's, you know, it's just as soon as as soon as the tackle gets their hands on him, I mean, he just he's he's eating up, you know. So I'd like to see him be able to run side to side a little more um, than, than he than he's being used. Well, I got a couple more questions about this, and also Quinshawn Judkins, as we first reported on the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Fleet of On Three yesterday, he was doubtful, quote doubtful for today. He ended up playing. Yeah. He didn't start, but he played. Uh, I think that is more he, – he has sore ribs is what we heard, but I think it was more – I mean, I don't know if Quinshawn – I don't I don't know. I don't – this whole – Man, what, 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 did I text you, what did I text you before the season? You thought I was an idiot. If you remember what I texted you about Quinshawn, I said, I said does Quinshawn get a 1,000 yards rushing this year? You said, um, seriously, the better over-under would be like 1,400 or 1,200. I said, I said Ben – no. I just had this weird feeling, dude. I had something's this weird wrong, feeling bro. that 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 something's up, and and I, I don't know, man. I, dude, you look at you look at the way Bentley was running, is what Quinshawn was running like last year. I get it. Some of the stuff's O line driven. You know, there's some issues on O line, but he just ain't got that. Like, there's something going on with the way he's hitting it, man. I mean, Bentley came in there and, and, and busted two runs. Hell, even the little kid at the end of the game came in and Matt busted Jones, a run. Yeah, Matt Jones got his first career. So, I think it was his first career touchdown. And he well, I will say this. Yards. Yeah, I will. I will say this: like they are definitely cramming up the middle for us, which is why the perimeter was so open today, right? I've been saying it all year: like, hey, we got to we got to get to the outside, we got to stretch the ball a little bit, and it worked, right? But um, also, Juckins had a few plays where they're trying to do the same plays they're doing with Bentley, but you can't slow play that edge, man. So, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but we got to get the ball in Bentley's hands more. We really do. I, I know they don't want to steal Juckins' shine. Juckins' great at what he does downhill, but. We have got to start using that kid. He is explosive. He's a great changeup. He's almost can serve the exact same role that Evans did last year. But they got to get the damn ball in that kid's hand. He's he's hungry, right? He's sick of watching Jenkins run the ball. You know, getting all the carries. Put somebody in there that's hungry. Get him the ball, dude. Jenkins just ain't got it right now. He doesn't. I mean, it's not all O line. I can tell you that right now. There's some stuff that's there. Yeah, it, the offensive line issues are obvious. I mean, one thing Jaden Williams did get in tonight, so it's not like he's in the doghouse. I'd heard for a while that it had nothing to do with necessarily what Jaden Williams was doing wrong so much that Victor Kern was just better. Kern's than legit. Practice. 
I thought Kearns was a good player when I saw 57 Pettis come out tonight, and he literally had been playing left tackle all game, and he switched right over and still made the guy right tackle in his stamp. That's pretty good. I mean, that, that, that tells me that he's probably an NFL swing guy or has a chance to make the NFL to be a swing guy. His set looked just the same on the right side. So I do think it has a lot to do with, with Kern just being a big-ass athletic dude. He he looks good, man. He He's pretty damn physical out there. So um, – I think Williams, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, I think he had an injury. Jeremy James and Jaden Williams post-injury aren't the same players. I mean, they no. had serious injuries and serious surgeries, didn't get the spring in, and it's it's going to take them some time, too, to become the players they either once were or were on the way to be, in the case of Jaden Williams, before this offensive line, I think, takes a step. Because Victor Curran's got a role no matter what. But I, I agree with you. I think that Ulysses Bentley offers something that, Quinshawn doesn't as far as he's uh, running hungry as shit and that's just the only way to put it like this is how this is how somebody that really really is starving for carries runs the ball and that's what you got to have sometimes man and um you know in the way they're plugging the middle right now he's a great change up for us and he's right. also opening up for Jackson Dart dude Jackson Dart's that freaking dude man he is I mean he is mature he's controlling I mean, this is what I want to see been wanting to see he is I mean, I'm telling you, he's better than Corral if he ain't – he's getting close. He has a chance – he has a chance this week, these next two weeks, if he comes out and balls out like, he, like he's been, dude, he can he can really take a step forward, man. But but the way he's throwing the ball, as confident as he is back there, he's fun to freaking watch. He's fun to watch, man. He can run. He can throw. Like, he is he's on it, man. He, he's a damn good player for us. How long have we been saying that the whole key to this year was that he needed to take the Matt Corral – year to leap under lane and that's what it looks like he's doing you look at his yeah. numbers he's ridiculous 10 for 18 251 a touchdown no interceptions the protection was better i want to note that we've been kind of dragging the offensive line as far as pass protection with limited options trey harris was out as we reported in the open spirit was happening then chris lowe reported this morning and matt zenas all those other guys because lane started texting people but also jackson dart was Ole Miss's leading rusher, 136 yards, 14 carries, two touchdowns, yeah. nine points. And you said that going into the week. I think how Jackson Dart needed to get more involved in the run game, you thought, because yeah. of how defenses were playing Ole Miss in an effort to stop Quinshawn Judkins. And again, Quinshawn Judkins is stymied to the tune of 13 carries, 37 yards, one touchdown, 2.8 yards per carry. It just doesn't look right, just as it doesn't look look right to me, at least, on the second level for Ole Miss on defense because I think a lot of their problems aren't necessarily scheme. I don't think it's necessarily talent on the back end. It's all for me right there in the middle, and it's a dumb question, And so, but I, I freely admit I'm not a football savant. You played eight years in the NFL. You know football better than I ever will, so – when a player like an Aquilo Stone's a good example of this, the defensive tackle from Georgia Tech, he's running with the threes right now, but he comes in and every time he comes in, he's seemingly causing disruption. Same thing with Sunterine Perkins. And I'm curious, in your experience in football, in organized football, when it's so obvious, it seems to a fan that, oh, that player is doing a lot of good things. Whenever he gets the opportunity, why don't you just play him, even living with the mistakes? Why is it not that simple? Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it's overall so – so in order to earn playing time on the field, you have to be the complete package, right? Like you have to do it all week. You have to be on it. You know what what, what may be happening all week, you know, maybe these guys get in there when, when their plays go and they're messing up in practice or, or, or they're not quite, you know, getting the plays. But boom, they get in the game every time they touch it. It's like, man, that dude's good. But there may be some other stuff, you know, pass protection, other little things, you know, with a running back that, that they may not be great at. They may mess up in practice. So 
Um, it's, it's kind of the total package. These, these coaches, they're playing who, who they think is better based off what they see in practice every day. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it, there's more to it. But, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, every time Bentley gets the ball, it looks good. And, and I, I saw Perkins make – I think the first play he got in there, he made a made a big hit. Um, he was I just personally for that think, big special teams play. I, I don't think – I think they're – hey, it's a long season. SEC play is going to be coming up. At some point, they're going to keep them keep – I'm rolling right. They're not just going to throw a true freshman in there on defense, um, you know, right off the bat. But at some point, man, I want to see the kids standing up. I really do. I, I think I think that's where he's more suited. I don't know. I haven't been at practice. Again, these coaches are at practice. They're seeing these guys every day. They probably tried all these guys everywhere um, with as much time as they're up there. To me, I want to see them stand up and be able to use the athleticism side to side. I think we were, what, what they got them doing now, real tight, tight five technique. Man, it's just tough. And being that little dude, I, I'd actually run right at his ass. I mean, if I what was the um, being, a tight, being a tight five for those who do not know. Yeah, I mean, he's just as a tight five, just right up on the um, the tackle's outside shoulder. You know, if he's head up, it's a four eye um, or a wide nine. A wide nine would be out wider. You know, um, which is tough to do with him being that little because then then you open up a void there. So I just, I, man, I just want to see him in the middle more. I want to see him more stood up. I, I don't think he's a pass rusher. I just don't. But, again, I could sound dumb because I don't see him every day in practice. Maybe they've tried on that and he's lost in the space. Maybe he is playing the role that they that they want him in. But I just think that, um, you know, I want to see him blitzing. I want to see him hitting A-gaps. I want to see him, you know, on third down up the middle. I don't want to see him on the outside of, against a tackle who's just going to eat his little ass up. So, you know, he, he's, he's limited in what he can do out there, in my opinion. So, that's what I want to see, man. I want to see him move around. But, yeah, he, he, he pops off. Bentley pops off. There's, there's a couple guys, man, that – that that when, when they're out there, it's just um, you know, they, they just look good. You know, they big look good play, like Dayton 50. Wade, always making a play, man. Dude, I texted you during the game. I said, man, I love this kid. Like he's just always making the catch. He's and dude, that that little sucker does not go down easy either. I mean, dude, he is always running. I always say trying to break glass when you run, which is that's a running back term. But dude, when Dayton Wade catches the ball, he tries to crush people, and he's just a little dude. But <clears throat> that's the kind of guys we got to have in there, and I get it, you know. He got the whole Juckins thing, you know, got a ton of money this this year, got a ton of expectations, all eyes are on him. But, man, that shit's real, dude. Dude hadn't cracked 50 yards yet, you know what I mean, or, or so. I mean, it ain't all the O-line. You had other backs coming there tonight and, and hit home runs. So, um, man, we got we got to get him back going. It just doesn't look the same. It just, it just does not look the same as it did last year. Um, and and I, I don't know what's going on. The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. The older I 
get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so good to get to 3-0. and um, You know, it wasn't pretty at times. But again, you know, like I told them, these are what happens in games. Everything ain't going to go our way like the first game did, first game of the year. So um, credit to those guys. They had a good plan, I thought, offensively. Did some good things, and, and they have. I think they were leading the ACC in offense coming in. So we've got the quarterback, you know, playing a lot better than he used to and um, doing a good job. I thought uh, Jackson did some really special things uh, today, running the ball and making people miss, running physical. And then, you know, it was good to hit a couple explosive plays late there in the passing game. Um, so I tell him, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict exactly what's going to happen with the run pass and the yardage. You know, we ran the ball really well in the first half, and, you know, they were playing deeper and we weren't throwing the ball really well because we called more runs. So kind of what you're supposed to do when you coach. So I was glad how it ended up um, with us winning a fourth quarter again and winning a second half, you know, coming out 14 nothing right off the bat and then finishing, uh, I think, 21-7 or something like that, 24-7. So that was good to see. And we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I don't think we're very pleased how we played defense, even though the points, you know, were decent early in the game. Uh, a lot of yardage, a lot of missed tackles. So we've got a lot of work to do there. Jackson, career high, I believe 136 yards rushing in those two scores. Was, was that the plan coming in? Did you know that that might be uh, something you could take advantage of coming in? Well, some of that was last year. You know, we ran the ball really well, and um, running back and quarterbacks a year ago against him, and there a lot of the similar scheme with the same defensive coordinator. So, uh, some of that was. I mean, obviously, you don't know that the long run's going to break like it did, uh, and um, and there were some short yardages there that we've been struggling a little bit in short yardage. We just want to make sure we got outside of everything and um, pick some up. So, he did a really good job, and you got to pick up the flag. You know when. Top receivers down. He's got eight catches for five touchdowns on the year, and um, top tight ends down, and, and the running back wasn't 100%. So I commend the running back for playing. 
Uh, I didn't practice very much at all this week and um, played physical in there and um, tried to help his team win. Lane, two weeks in a row. I know we asked you this after Tulane last week, but came out in the second half there with adjustments and just a little bit different kind of attitude. What what have you seen these two weeks inside that locker room that's kind of maybe seen a switch flip with with your guys? Yeah, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me. I mean, coming into the game, the second half was extremely lopsided how we had played, and we did it again. So we've got to be up there in second half and fourth quarter scoring uh, margin the entire country. So I don't I don't know. I can be one of these coaches that takes all the credit and say this halftime speech I keep giving. I just think it's um, the players continuing to execute and making the plays better and doing better in situations. Coach, you said you got work to do. Could you be a little more specific in what areas you're – most concerned with? I didn't think we tackled very well, like I said. Um, didn't rush the passer as well as I would have thought we did. We would. I thought our matchups coming in would have been up front, would have made it harder on the quarterback. So, you know, those guys coached too and did a good job. I think they're very well coached on offense this year and doing good things. Um, and, you know, we seem to not, until the end there, not have really great passing game going since Trey's been hurt. Um, you know, and pre-scoring being out this whole time is, uh, was a major staple of our offense coming into the season. So um, Jackson's kind of stepping up. You were talking briefly just about defensive miscues. With the time of possession, what it was in favor of Georgia Tech, and when Georgia Tech started kind of mount a comeback a little bit, you feel like, you know, the amount of times that the defense was on the field kind of taking its toll, do you feel like that kind of played a factor in that? Well, there's two things on that. One, we play fast, so we're probably never going to win the time of possession. I don't know if we've ever won it. So – they won it today, you know, 40 minutes to 20 minutes, and we won 48-23. So that, that is the most irrelevant stat to winning football if you want analytics. Um, that's an old-school way of thinking. Because <clears throat> really you just take longer between snaps standing there. Why does that mean you're going to be better? Um, so <clears throat> the problem is not getting off on third down. You know, they go 11 of 20 on third down, so they keep going. That's where the problem comes, and you get stuck out there for a lot of plays. We hit some explosive plays, and then that's how you end up getting lopsided 89 to 56 play, play count in the game. On the defensive side, there's been a lot of rotation. Just what are kind of your pros and cons of that? Sorry, I'm on which side? Defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to play a lot of players. Again, high play count by not getting off on third down. We're getting off on every third down, and you won't play as many players because you're not getting tired. So, And we're still trying to figure out we got a brand-new system, and rotating guys in and figure out who are the best players. Lane, Monday you talked a lot about the, the belief in the run game and how important that is. Just how good is it when you see that you're not only, you know, getting those run plays in, but then they start breaking them off and it's just that belief starts paying off. Yeah, I, you know, we just do what it takes to win. Um, and there's probably a lot of things we don't do well. I think one is offensively of adjusting and whatever, you know, we're just not going to throw the ball all the time or run the ball all the time. We're going to figure out what they're doing and have a lot of plays that are RPOs in some ways that are designed based off of what they do. And, you know, today, 19 pass attempts and 37 carries. So got to do what it takes to win. And sometimes you don't know who you come out there and they start playing some double cloud coverage. You know, it's hard to throw. Coach, uh, you moved to three and zero. What are you What are you hoping your guys will take from non conference into conference play as you guys open conference play next week in Tuscaloosa? You know, <clears throat> the only thing you can be is three and zero. Can't be four and zero after three games. So I commend our players for that. We got 
new coaches. We got a lot of tons of new players out there. Um, we've got some you know, significant major impact injuries on offense. So um, I commend them for getting to three and zero. And I, I kind of would have thought, you know, it was going to take some time to get going. So you want to survive and win these games and continue to get better as these parts come together. Especially, like I said, defensively. I mean, you got a ton of new players out there trying to play together in a brand new system. Lane, do you have any response to the lawsuit filed by DeSanto Rollins this week? Yeah, we issued our statement. We have nothing further to say at this time. Coach, of, of those rotational players on defense, anybody kind of uh, stepped up for you, popped off the page? I, I thought Aquilo Stone played pretty good today. Yeah, he's done a good job pass rushing when he's gone in there. Um, you know, uh, I like when Tennyson goes in because, you know, he had some speed in there. You know, we kind of play him at linebacker. He's a little undersized, but really like how hard he hits and how he runs. Um, you know, and obviously get, you know, makes plays. Seems like almost every time he goes in, number four makes plays. So um, we got to continue to find a way to get him to master more and more. You know, it's hard on defense to get guys to play um, outside backers and off backers. There's a lot of stuff to do in college football. Lane, what's your assessment of the offensive line through three games? Do you feel like you've found the right combination of guys? I thought today was obviously much better than last week. Um, <clears throat> you know, here it says four, four negative lost yards, you know, only one by one yard by a running back. So that means you're doing, I look at that really quick to see if you have negative runs. If you have negative runs, that usually means you're getting beat up front. So um, they did a much better job today and they practiced better this week. So it was good to see. Now we got to get rid of the holdings because that's what sets us back. Um, you know, lost us some points. I know your focus has been on your team. I'm curious how much you've paid attention to Alabama and specifically some of their quarterback issues last year. Bryce Young was obviously the difference maker on the field. He won't be there this time. How big of an opportunity is is this for you guys catching them with quarterback uncertainty? Well, it's good to know Bryce won't be there. That's 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 very positive. Um. I mean, we all got our issues, and, you know, this is one of the best teams, you know, the best team in the last 15 years and one of the hardest places to play just because Texas went in there one day. I mean, it got any easier. So this is a huge challenge, uh, dynasty, and, um, you know, do a lot of work just to be on the field with those guys. Those are the premier recruiting classes of five-star players everywhere. What was the conversation with Quinshawn, I guess, throughout the day, just how he felt and kind of maybe the decision to, to start him there? Yeah, I commend him a lot um, for, you know, we never address what injury it is, but to be extremely injured and not be able to practice very much, um, you know, and come out and play. And I uh, didn't really think it a lot of times this week he was going to play at all. And then he came out and got some juice and warm-ups um, and said he was ready to go. So... We played him not quite as much as we normally would with a week off of practice, but, um, you know, he battled in there. Buying a home, take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England mortgage team. will help you buy with confidence, knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end, making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. The Jake Ott team has over 50 years of experience, and through the end of 2023, they're offering a no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. 
the Jake Ott team, they're here for you, man. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. That's Jake Ott and the Bank of England mortgage team, www.boeoxford.com. You can call them at 662-832-4663. All right, so I'm looking at the receiving numbers for Ole Miss. Trey Harris is out. Caden Priestcorn is out. I doubt Trey Harris plays at Alabama. I think Caden Priestcorn is going to. Zakari Franklin, I believe he exists when he actually shows up. Like, the same thing with Jalen Robinson last year. But without all of these options, and that was the story coming in, Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade do what they do and step up. Watkins was targeted a team high six times and had a team high four catches for 119 and a touchdown. Mm. Dayton Wade targeted five times, three for 86. Quinshawn Judkins in the passing game, two targets, and he turned them into 27 yards. Aiden Williams, very first play of the game, the four-star decorated true freshman who we haven't seen, I would think, enough of, one catch for 19. And the only other pass catcher to log any statistics was one Michael Trigg, but it was a zero on a touchdown that he dropped. Come on, Mike. Mm. Michael Trigg last year was the big offseason acquisition with Jackson Dart, right? Like we were talking mm. about, he's Kyle Pitts. He's the, you know, the modern NFL tight end and all that kind of stuff. And now he's one of a bunch of options for them. This team is far superior to last year. And when you look around the SEC, Alabama today against USF, why is it so crazy with one of the very best, if not the best quarterback in the SEC right now, playing like a day two NFL draft pick, watching Alabama play, knowing that LSU is, is good. They're good. Yeah, they lost to Florida State. It's week one. Jaden Daniels was awesome against Mississippi State. Mississippi State is bad. Arkansas is going to give Ole Miss some run. But in my opinion, through three weeks in an unimpressive SEC, it is not ridiculous to say that mm -hmm. Ole Miss and LSU are going for the West right now. I mean, I think Ole Miss, could, if it can go to Alabama and beat Alabama, which historically it doesn't do. Grant you, almost doesn't beat Alabama and definitely doesn't beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. But last year's team wasn't equipped for the long haul. Last year's team, if a Trey Harris caliber of player and a Caden Priestcorn caliber of player had gone down, who was replacing those players? Jordan Watkins steps up. Dayton Wade steps up. Yeah, Michael Trigg dropped his touchdown, but Michael Trigg was the number one offseason addition last year. The stage is set, right? Ole Miss stepped up to the plate. They have a That's guy making $9 million. He's a top, whatever, 10 paid coach. The expectation should be, while the SEC West is the way it is, for us to win this thing, right? We've had three games. We've had three scrimmages. Now is the time. We're about to see. Georgia hey, Tech what's, was improved. They were improved. You, ha you have the best quarterback and probably the backup quarterback that would start for Alabama and Georgia right now, to be completely honest. The next two weeks, we are a better. We have a better quarterback than Alabama this year. We have a better. It's ridiculous to say, but it's true. It, it, it's crazy. It is ridiculous to say. Ole Miss will be at a score down there. We will be able to score down there. Now, can we stop them? I don't know. If I'm Alabama, I'm lining up with two tight ends, and I am making us love it. If we play in Alabama today at home, we beat them the way they played versus um, – so I'm going to watch most of that game. There's the nothing only reason you and I and any Ole Miss fan out there right now that's listening to this are saying, well, yeah, but it's because of the history. We've been around Ole Miss football our entire lives. Ole Miss doesn't beat Alabama, and Ole Miss definitely doesn't beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Uh, but if we're just judging based off nothing more than – you know, comparing notes as far as football teams and scouting reports, Ole Miss is a better football team right now than Alabama. Because on paper, I'm watching this team, and we can say exactly what's the issues, I think. And I think it is quite simple with this group, you know? Like, they have real talent. They need to get healthy more than anything. But yeah. they have one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC playing like it. He's doing exactly what you and I have been saying he needed to do.
he's taking that yeah. back. Also. And you, you you got two coaches that that know no Kiffin or sorry that they know Saban inside and out. They worked extensively with them. Like if these two can't get together and figure out a way to make Saban have a long day, um, you know it, it's it, it's it's interesting to me. But I, I think now that there are certain there are certain windows or certain times. I think I think we're at a time right now these next two weeks where Kiffin can can get into a different kind of status at Ole Miss, right? Because mm. because he really doesn't have that win those wins to me that are just like oh that's impressive, right? The West can be won in the next three weeks. It, it really can. can. I now, agree. of course, you got to finish out your schedule, but of those teams, of those three teams or four teams, let's include Arkansas, of those four teams, who's playing the best football? Did it, I, I watched, well, Arkansas was losing BYU when I looked. I'm not sure it happened in that game, but, I mean, the SEC, it's here for the take and do. Like, there's no reason to think that we can't compete for this. I mean, I know here this is the same stuff we do every year. We're 7-1 and one last year. We're 14 and whatever but baseball that's, But that's game. what I was getting at with the trick stuff. Like, that – that was smoke and mirrors. We were worried that, oh, because the schedule is so easy to start, it makes more sense after putting eyeballs on these teams through three weeks to say, yeah, sure they can. It doesn't seem like the daunting stretch of games. To me, it looks like an opportunity. You'll know exactly who this team is after, after the end of the next three weeks. If there's ever a chance for Kiffin to – which everybody already, already respects him, whatever. You know, he's, he, he's done great here at Ole Miss – this is to me a chance for him to take that next step these next couple of weeks. I think everybody would agree. He's three and zero. We we are on. I mean, if you look at the way we're playing, and I think that the announcer said this on the on the um, SEC Network broadcast too. Ole Miss looks better than Alabama. I would say Alabama is going to struggle with Ole Miss. Just look at the at the way both teams have played this year. So now is the time, in my mind, to set this. I mean, dude, you got the next two weeks. I think is going to. It could it could take Kiffin to another level. Jackson darts the same way right now as Kiffin in my mind. Hey, you got the next two weeks to put that shit out there, mm. and that just ain't no any other way to put it, right? Hey, Kiffin, here you go, dude. You got a down Alabama team and an LSU team coming in your house. This is what we pay you for, right? Take it, right? I don't I don't want to see a twenty four to to ten ass beating or twenty four three ass beating down in Tuscaloosa next week. I don't, yeah, because that's what it's been in, in the in the past. You're a better team right now. You have a better quarterback. I, I mean, Alabama just went, went down, down to the wire with USF. Okay? We we have enough talent to go in there and beat them. Yeah. Show me, what, show me what you're made of, big dog. Come on. Get your popcorn. Let's go. That one right there. That's what I'm clipping out. That's what I'm clipping out. For <laughs> Get your popcorn. Let's go. He wants yeah. to say it like, like when they asked him after the game. He, he wants like they, to talk some shit. He wants to talk some shit, man. But he he talked that one time, and that old popcorn thing bit him. He got that. He, he got well, that popcorn thrown in his face. That shot. If you don't, if you don't find the hoop with it, bro. People, <laughs> let, I mean, you never living it down. So the next time he pops off and makes a declaration like, "Hey, get your popcorn ready," <laughs> they he they, like he's got to deliver on it. You know what I mean? Like otherwise, yeah, like no question. Just, yeah, he's Bradley Sal. I'm Ben Garrett. This has been the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Bye, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.